What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Friday, December 18th, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the former informer, Imran Khan. How are you doing? I'm happy to close out the year with you, Greg Miller. I'm happy to close out the year with you, Imran. Two of my favorite sure, people, sure. you and Kevin Coelho. Exactly. exactly. Oh, there it is. There it is. Hands Kevin, too. no, Kevin, come up with your hand up. Put I, your, yeah, do you I not have it. Kev Cam? Hold on, we'll wait, we'll wait for Kev Cam to come up. Right. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't know, this is time. the final kind of funny games daily of 2020. No, that's just that's <laughs> just the YouTube video manager. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't have it. I'm putting my hand down in three, two, hey, one, it's and it's, it's gone. It's, it's over. Right. Yeah, Kev Cam's not going. Imran, what are your plans for the break? I have zero plans, and that's the way I want it. Nice. That's excellent. Yeah. I like where your head's at on that one. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Kevin, what are your plans? Oh, there you go. There's Kevin. He figured it out. All right, now we can do it. Hands up. Okay. There you go. There it is. Look at that. Great, great, great. <laughs> Kevin, what are your plans for the break? Uh, nothing. I mean, no solid plans. Sure, sure, of course. Probably figure Pandemic out some happening. technical side stuff on this on this end here. Oh. Of course, if you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, we're going off for two weeks, which means we'll be back for January 4th, 2020. Kind of funny. Or 2021, I got to use that. Uh, January 4th, 2021. Uh, kind of funny uh, games. Uh, no, God, I'm fucking it all up because I'm into the intro already. Here's what I wanted to do. I'm going to start it by getting a platinum trophy. All right, hold on. Okay, I was going to ask, what is that thing behind you? Kyle Stevenson, a kind of funny best friend, of course, uh, put up a Twitter video today showing the walkthrough on how to get the platinum off of the language of love. And it turns out you just hit start and then hit R1, and now all the trophies will pop behind me, and I don't have to do anything, and that's another platinum. And that's see, there goes one. That's the kind of platinum trophy I'm looking for. That's exactly what I want out of my life. Now that that's going, I you can get into the You half, like, the visual novel part of that genre out of it. Now it's not even, like, visual. It's it just like, yeah, hit the exactly. It's still visual. You're using your eyeballs, huh? Is it fast forwarding? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can skip all the dialogue. All the dialogue's on auto skip, so it just goes. So I just hit 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 R one when it started, right. and now it's going to go through for like two minutes. Go, and it'll give me a platinum trophy. Thank you, Kyle Stevenson. <laughs> the Ladies last and gentlemen. platinum of 2020. Oh, I doubt it. Come on now. It's looking like that <laughs> Avengers Platinum. There's lots of my break is, you know, playing Cyberpunk, hopefully knocking that out and then getting on to finishing off my Avengers Platinum, which I've been uh, nipping on forever. But ladies and gentlemen, we're bullshitting around a lot here at the top because it's the final day of work and we're all excited to, you know, have a break. But the video game news never stops. Let's talk about how CD Projekt Red continues to burn. Super Nintendo World details emerging today and Riot is making an MMO. All this and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show at patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Of course, on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, you can write into the show. You can give us your squad up requests. You can get the show ad-free. You can get the show with the exclusive post-show we do each and every weekday barring the two weeks we're taking off for the holiday of course uh, there's so much more to do on patreon.com slash kind of funny games just toss us a few bucks get some exclusives see a whole year's worth of content we've put up there behind uh, the patreon wall for just our subscribers however if you don't think we're worth the bucks i understand you can watch us record this show live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games if you're watching live you have a special job go to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterteeth.com and listening on podcast services around the globe each and every weekday. Housekeeping. Hey, you got sexy for a little bit. I figured it might. Oh, there's the platinum too. There you go. There you go. Language of love. Well, that's language of love, gold, and then bam, love platinum. There wow. it is. You, you know what I mean? It. Thank you, Kevin. And I feel justified in doing it. And here's the important thing I'm going to do, guys. That, of course, I know you, Kevin Coelho, do. That you, Imran Congo. 
I go and immediately sync it to my trophy profile, which, of course, you can go see on psnprofiles.com, unlike a certain Merc64 who is terrified to show us his trophies and let us know what is going on in there. Blessing at Eoye Jr., what are you hiding? The people demand to know. They deserve to know. Merc City 64 Unlock your trophies. If enough people ask Tony for something, they'll do it. We have proof now. <laughs> we definitely have proof of that today. You also you can go to <laughs> youtube.com slash kind of funny. Uh, watch uh, me call uh, Sony support to try to get them to overturn Blessings trophies, but I digress. For now, you should go to youtube.com slash kind of funny games where our Back for Blood Let's Play is up. That's right. It's me. It's Kevin. It's Blessing and it's Snowbike Mike playing through the alpha of Back for Blood uh, yesterday. And I had a great time. Did you have a great time, Kevin? It was fun. Yeah, I'm excited for that game. A lot of cool, a lot of stuff I didn't expect in it, Imran. I don't know how much you've looked like into it. I don't know how much you like Imran. Left 4 Dead. Lots of I, dragons. No dragons. I did not expect dragons. I, I thought like I was. I figured I'd wait. It's like six months, and you know my my normal Left 4 Dead crew is not gonna you know play the alpha. So I figured I'd wait. But watching yeah. you guys play, I kind of kind of want to get into it. I kind of want to try you it. Should get into it, doggy dog. That's the that's the worst part about it is now that it's done, I have to wait to the summer yeah. to actually play the entire thing which i always hate but whatever i had a lot of fun and now Wait, i know it's that great. It? and it i know that's one day cool. and, and it was it well no but it's just the one it's just the one act and that's gonna one go content. on yeah exactly it's gonna that's all the content you get from it you know what i mean like we could what are we gonna keep playing the same thing i guess our deck would be there and that's a big deal marvel I digress. did that right marvel did that what do you mean that game you like so much Oh, Avengers. No, there's a lot more content than that. Not as much not as much okay. content as some games, but more right. than just the one act we got from Back from Blood. I see what you're doing, though. Uh, thank you to our Patreon producer, Blackjack. Today, we're brought to you by Upstart, HBO Max, and Brooklinen. But I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. Five items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. Number one is titled, Holy Fucking Shit, Sony Interactive Entertainment D-Lists Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, this is this broke last night at around like 5 o'clock-ish and then continued to go on through the day. So there's multiple parts to it, but we'll start with what happened yesterday. Uh, Sony, uh, a.k.a. PlayStation, put up this post. SIE strives to ensure a high level of customer satisfaction. Therefore, we will begin to offer a full refund for all gamers who have purchased Cyberpunk 2077 via PlayStation Store. Reasonable. SIE will also be removing Cyberpunk 2077 from PlayStation Store until further notice. Holy shit. Once we have confirmed that you have purchased that you purchased Cyberpunk 2077 via the PlayStation Store, we will begin processing your refund. Please note that completion of the refund may vary based on your payment method and financial institution. Imran, when this first popped, it was news enough of, oh, holy shit. Like, it came from a tweet from Sony, right? From Ask yeah. PlayStation being like, hey, we're going to refund you if you bought Cyberpunk. Uh, we'll get out there. We'll do it. But then it was boiling it into that, reading into that second sentence. SIE will also be removing Cyberpunk 2077 from the PlayStation Store until further notice. They very much buried the lead, yeah outrageous imran so like there's two things at play here is why would sony do this and why would they do this this way yeah and like it's it's a little complicated because sony has sony's refund policy is if you download the game and you play the game for like a minute that you're done you can't get a refund you've already like that game is on your system that is ridiculously prohibitive but like that's a refund policy uh 
I the way so Cyberpunk did that message a couple of days ago of talk to Sony, talk to Microsoft, and they like they'll get you the refunds. And Sony was like, No, no, that's we won't. Not that's not what we do. Yeah. And to do a blanket refund policy, they would have to say, This game is defective. We like everyone can get a refund because this game just straight up doesn't work, which is not true for Cyberpunk. It's mm-hmm. you know real bad, but it's not defective in that the game launches and you can play it. But to do a refund policy, they have to say that. But if you're saying a game is defective, then you can't sell it. So the, they have to, at the same time, say, okay, we'll refund everyone, but we're not going to, like, you know, we're going to keep selling the game, which, you know, not logical, not according to their policies. So that's why I think they pulled the game. But why they did it this way of, like, you said it was at, like, 5 a, or 5 p.m., that was, like, 2 a.m. in Warsaw. Yeah. I think, like, they had no coordination with uh, CD Projekt Red, at least as far as statements go. CD Projekt Red later put out a statement saying, yeah, no, we're, we we talked about them with it. This is not right. you know, a big surprise. Which I, I think is that here because like, I have it, I have a whole bunch of different stuff here. But yeah, to add in right there, this the statement released this morning or way later in probably our evening, whatever, you know, midnight-ish or whatever. Uh, CD Projekt Red says, or CD Projekt says, following our discussion with PlayStation, a decision was made to temporarily suspend digital distribution of Cyberpunk 2077 on PlayStation Store. You can still buy physical versions of the game in brick-and-mortar stores and online. All purchased digital and physical copies of the game will continue to receive support and updates as we continue to improve our experience. According to our knowledge, starting today, everyone who is not willing to wait for updates and wants to refund their digital copy of the game can do so by submitting a request at, and it's the PlayStation link. Uh, We are working hard to bring Cyberpunk 2077 back to PlayStation Store as soon as possible. Yeah, and them saying they talked about this with Sony, I'm sure they did. But I don't think Sony gave them a heads up of like, hey, we're doing this right now. I don't either. Or we're doing it at this time because there is no way, like from a PR perspective, there's no way they didn't have a, like a thing ready, like a you know yellow text or yellow background black text <laughs> thing saying, hey, this is happening. Please don't worry about it. We're going to get it solved. And to be clear, like delisting does not mean like the game gets removed off your hard drive. If, you're, if you own it and you enjoy it, great. Keep playing. But right. I, you can't I think buy, new people can't buy it. Yeah, I think Sony is probably justifiably kind of pissed that one, CD Projekt Red threw them under the bus on Mm -hmm. refunds. Two, it doesn't get enough attention, and I think maybe in a couple of weeks it will. CD Projekt Red admitting that they skipped cert is not a thing third parties admit. It's Mm -hmm. not a thing anybody talks about. And it makes Sony and Microsoft look, one, liable, and two, really bad. And like, I think this is them saying, hey, don't don't fuck with us on this sort of thing. We will make our decisions. We will protect our platform as much as we want to p- protect it. I think we don't have a, to loop you in. Your read on is 100% correct. And I know, obviously, we were all scrambling yesterday to deal with this as it came down and figure out what it meant. But I mean, that is what this is, where I think the CD Projekt Red thing from before, like, if you want to, if you want a refund, hit up Xbox and PlayStation. And it, they were like, what the fuck? Like, no, we didn't talk about this. This isn't how it is. You saw people getting pissed when they did write into PlayStation, then screen capping their conversations, putting them on Twitter, putting them on Reddit, as they should, where PlayStation is like, we're not refunding you for this game. And so, yeah, I read this last night as totally a middle finger to them. Of like, cool, you know what? We will refund all these games. And you know what else? This game isn't available on our fucking store anymore because it's not worth the headache and they didn't talk to us about this and fuck them. That's not how this is going to go. It is... CD Projekt's had a week. They've had a hell of a week. <laughs> they sure have, Imran. And like to a point where I'm like wondering like, what's going to happen today? Like, What could possibly happen yeah. to finish this week off? Because it's not even entirely about Cyberpunk too. Like, they've... 
they have established themselves as not the company you trust. Even mm. through like the devotion thing, I don't trust whatever they're going to say because that like I they I guess Blessing talked about it yesterday, but like the devotion thing. Two days ago, the devotion thing from yeah. Gog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that was just straight up a lie of like, oh, we see the messages again. We know what you mean. You see messages from like China and Chinese gamers primarily who are like review bombing a thing, but it's how they manage to keep stepping in it even through like even the times they're trying to be quiet and just like let it be somebody else's problem they still manage to keep like on a downward slide and we talked about this in the review a little bit of i don't know if i'm going to be able to just trust which are four when it comes out i'm sure. now at the point where like i don't know period if i'm going to be able to trust CG project red for like the foreseeable future because it's not just about the next projects about the next five projects of how did they let it get this far and I want to so let's keep going real quick. I want to get the Xbox part before we get to a Jason uh, Bloomberg report that was just filed today. Uh, Reuters then had a follow up uh, since the PlayStation thing got taken down, saying Poland's CD project is not in talks with Xbox producer Microsoft about a possible withdrawal from scale of a console version of Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, the company's chief executive said on Friday, "Quote: We are not in such discussions with Microsoft at the moment," Adam Kaczynski said in a statement to Reuters. Then Xbox support support this morning, like 30 minutes ago, man, a little bit more now tweeted cyberpunk 2077 to ensure that every player can get the experience they expect on xbox we will be expanding our existing refund policy to offer full refunds to anyone who purchased cyberpunk 2077 digitally from the microsoft store until further notice while we know the developers at CD Projekt Red have worked hard to ship Cyberpunk 2077 in extremely challenging circumstances, we also realize that some players have been unhappy with the current experience on older consoles. To date, we have granted, granted refunds to the vast majority of customers who uh, have requested one. To uh, request an Xbox refund for Cyberpunk, go to these steps on this thing or whatever. So not delisting it, but also expanding their refund policy to get into everybody who has this game in run. Yeah, which is like Microsoft, their refund policy was already pretty lax. Of it, yeah. I think it's the same as Valve's of two hours or two weeks. Now they're just saying like, uh, ignore the ignore this metrics. Like if if you're not happy with the game, like just you know refund it. Which is why they don't have to delist it like Sony does, because Sony had a much more strict and much more uh, aggressive refund policy than Microsoft. More lack does. thereof. <laughs> yeah. So I, like I can it. understand yeah. why like, Microsoft didn't just pull it out, but also it. People are still going to buy this game despite the, you know, reputation. It does kind of work out from a sales perspective that, like, they're the only console right now where you can buy it. Granted, that's probably not the main thing they're concerned about, but it is a happy accident on the side. So, and then before we get into a whole bunch of reader mail about this and more conversation, let's read Jason Trier's re Bloomberg report where basically the devs are also pissed. <laughs> the devs are pissed at management over there as well. Rebellion is in the air at Polish video game publisher CD Projekt SA after the company's highly anticipated and thrice delayed latest title was released to scathing reviews about glitches. Frustrated and angry staff fired questions at the board during an internal video meeting Thursday that opened with management apologizing for Cyberpunk 2077's disastrous launch, according to two people who were present. It was a fitting atmosphere for a company whose slogan, plastered on posters all around its Warsaw office, is We Are Rebels. Developers asked blunt questions about the company's reputation, the game's unrealistic deadlines, and the relentless overtime in the months and years leading up to the game's December 10th release. The meeting took place before Sony Corp's shocking announcement that it was pulling Cyberpunk 2077 from the PlayStation Store and will offer full refunds to any customer who requests one. Uh, 
Uh, during the staff meeting, CD Projekt's directors said they had come to an arrangement with Sony but didn't offer specifics. In a Twitter post on Friday, the company said that, quote, following our discussion with PlayStation, a decision was made to temporarily suspend digital distribution of the game. During Cyberpunk 2077's development, staff endured multiple periods of extensive overtime, including mandatory six-day weeks to finish the game, Bloomberg has reported. When asked about this crunch time in the Q&A, the directors said they had plans to improve production practices in the future, but didn't elaborate, according to one person who was there. One employee asked the board why it had said in January that the game was, quote, complete and playable when that wasn't true, to which the board never answered, to which the board answered that it would take responsibility. Another developer asked whether CD Projekt's directors felt it was hypocritical to make a game about corporate exploitation while expecting that their employees worked overtime. The response was vague and noncommittal. Fuck these guys. Why can't this board of directors even talk to their employees? Come on. It's it's weird. Like they feel it feels like they think they're still the scrappy underdogs they were ten years totally. ago. Which is like, no, you were, you had one of the biggest games this generation, and now you had like one of the most anticipated ones with a promotional deal with Microsoft. Like you are not the scrappy underdogs. You are the big corporation. Which like that gets called out in the story of their. It's a, a game about corporatism run amok that yeah. is crunching the developers who are making it and honestly the next two months especially in light of like this delisting and all the you know the bad press week they've had it's going to be hell for those like those developers like they, if they're trying was- to make a december 21st patch and then a january patch like they're crunching through the holidays. There's no way around that. And that was the thing I was talking about because correct me if I'm wrong because there was there's been a bunch of different statements from on other games too. Wasn't the idea that it was going to be a January patch and a February patch and they had said that they were going to basically like you know, the team gets a holiday and then they have to, they'll, you know, come back and hit it harder than ever. I thought that was one of the initial statements from CD Projekt, right? That was the implication and that, okay. like, will only be reachable through, like, December 22nd or whatever. Exactly. That was before the, you know, the biggest console pulled the fucking game. Right. Like, they have to be, as the board of directors or whatever, on their hands and knees begging or maybe being tyrants and demanding that people stay and work on this game now to get it back to in shape to get it back onto the PlayStation so that people can actually buy this thing. And that's I, so fucked up to think about. As we've had these is, conversations about I'm sorry, go ahead. No, sorry. Uh what does that look like? What does it look like for Cyberpunk to be back on PlayStation? Like cuz they can't fix that game. Like it's not going to ever be it is a it is a next gen game crammed onto a last gen console. And it has done so in a very artless and fundamentally broken way how are you going to ever sell that game on the ps4 again because like right now sony has said hey we have a blanket refund policy so if Mm -hmm. you do start selling that game again do you take that refund policy back they will they'll have to do that right of like it's back and it's up to standards and that's where you know you can't get these refunds anymore but then what does that game look like like is it because they're removing it because it's fundamentally broken but it's still playable it is still like you can get you can see an ending to cyberpunk 2077 even if you like barrett miss the title card or like people are t-posing or the game's still crashing like i guess crashes are the only thing they really can fix but then people will be pissed when they buy that game being told it's fixed and like it's still garbage yeah it's still garbage like on the other hand, people could buy the game, play through it, finish it, then refund it by these same policies. Like it is, uh, there is no good solution for them here until like they release a PS5 version and that's just it. And I think Tim was saying a couple of days ago, maybe they should just cancel the last gen versions and you know work only on next gen. That might be the only real solution here. Like it's not a good solution. Wow. But can you imagine? Like I don't even understand. Like 
it, you you know you're talking about you wake up and you're like what's gonna happen next like what does today bring for the cyberpunk uh, cd project drama and what will it be and you keep th- i keep thinking not even thinking i guess because it, it's all happened like you know the frog in the boiling pot of water but you do wonder where rock bottom is for this and if rock bottom is hey listen we are not going to be able to get this game up to standards on the playstation 4 so we are canceling that version meaning that if you have it it needs to be refunded we're still going to put patches out we need to re- like what does that do to their bottom line that's already in free fall in terms of stock like where does that end up going what does that do to this company not that i'm saying that's the most important thing here i'm just saying from pundit perspective as somebody who talks about this every day you want to talk about a turn of fate right where i i was you, you can sit here and say a month ago but you can say really what two three weeks ago that we were all like oh it's gonna be fine probably right like it's fucked i kept saying on ps i love you it's fucked up we don't have console versions but like you assume it's going to be bad i didn't expect it to be abysmal i didn't expect it to be the changing the way playstation does refunds i didn't expect yeah. it to be this game getting delisted and like it's that is bad. The releasing the game the way they did was bad. Not showing it was bad. Every misstep they've made after release has also been just an unforced error. 100%. And it's ridiculous that like, how did they think they have? I know the PR people at Cyberpunk are CD Projekt Red. They are like, they've been doing this a long time. How did they think that releasing that statement on refunds was at all logical? Did someone you have to tell them exactly? That's my whole thing. Is and I know that like. I was, I was, I shouldn't say happy. That sounds weird, but like I was filled with a sense of confidence yesterday that more people get this than don't. Where, yes, when the statement went out and it was, it's being delisted from PlayStation, so many people were tweeting and not just industry peers, you know, people who work here, but fans tweeting of like, hey, this good move on PlayStation or whatever you want to feel about that, but this sucks for the developers. Like the developers weren't the ones saying publish this fucking game, right? It's mm-hmm. the suits at the top. And I think that's exactly what you're seeing here. Like I know the people who do uh, PR for Cyberpunk as well, right? I know the third-party PR company they worked with for Cyberpunk. Like I at no point think those people were twirling their mustaches and saying, let's not send that. It was people at the top saying, you're only sending PC codes. You're only giving them a week. Okay, what the fuck? We're getting questions and then not getting a response. You guys are working on this game day in, day out for to get this thing to the point we're shipping on December 10th. It's not ready for December 10th. Fuck it, we're shipping it. It's the same thing of, here's a statement we want to write. And I guarantee that statement from that probably got crafted from the first person in PR, the PR team that was then given back to management, came back red line to shit everything done and neutered in every sense of the word because they don't want to take responsibility right again like the thing that pisses me off about that fucking letter the first time the first letter was you know we want you to take a chance on us but if you can't you can get a refund from playstation or xbox it's like no they took the chance on you already giving you 60 dollars for the video game was the chance this isn't the chance you asshole it's it's such a mess and like long term it hurts them as a company it 100 percent it's one thing for people like us to be like, oh, yeah, well, they messed up on Cyberpunk. Who knows how which is going to work? It's another thing for, like, BBC to start talking about it. Be like, Reuters. oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they weren't talking. They, I think BBC was actively laughing at their statement of, we should have paid more attention to the quality of the game. Like Outrageous. When people hear CD Projekt Red now, they're not going to think, oh, those are the guys who made those amazing Witcher games. Yep. They're going to think, they messed up so bad. On oh, they're the people who lied a lot. They did a bunch yeah. of stuff. And that's what I was, I was, you know, I've been talking to Jen about it. We were driving around yesterday and it was like, heads have to roll. Someone mm-hmm. has to fall on the sword, right? Like that's got to be what's happening right now with this, uh, like their four presidents or whatever it is. Like there's this, who's going to go? Are you all going to go? Somebody has to be like, 
hey, we fucked this up and we don't want this to be the legacy of this company. We need to get our, their reputation back. But even then, that's going to be so hard to figure yeah. out how and what that looks like. And honestly, like sometime over the last eight years, someone should have said, hey, the game we're making is not going to work right on these consoles. Like may, that, maybe that does hold it back a little bit. Maybe it's not the same game that at that sure. sense, but someone should have gone, we need to scale down the scope if we're going to do this. It shouldn't have been, we'll figure it out later. Because that seems to be the logical, uh, that seems to be what they've actually done is go like, okay, we're focusing on PC and next gen consoles or, you know, whatever comes after PS4. We're not going to like worry too much about consoles that were honestly a little technologically old at launch. Yeah. I, I think at some point they should have just said, either we're not, we're going to do this right or we're not going to do it at all. And the answer maybe should have been not doing it at all. But there was some, some person on at top who probably should be let go at some point saying, no, no, these consoles have 100 million units. We can't ignore them. BJ Bernardo writes into patreon.com slash games just like you can and says, hi, y'all. With all this news about Cyberpunk 2077 playing like a hot garbage truck on fire rolling down those rice-a-roni San Fran steep hills on last-generation consoles, is this proof that trying to create games on both new-gen and old-gen was a bad move? Should developers just focus on creating games for the series for the series X slash S and PS fives uh, does, do we just call it the series now? He just wrote the series in play, PlayStation five. I like that kind of, I kind of yeah. like that. The series, the series, all right. Series and PlayStation fives, the series is in PlayStation fives. Uh, does this change Xbox and other developers thoughts or plans to support and provide games for last gen consoles? Imran, where do you come down on this one? I don't think anyone else is going to make that same mistake. Like, I, this is going to have some industry-wide ramifications. Like, we talked about a certain thing earlier. I think that those exceptions are now going to go out the window. But I think if you're putting out... Uh, I'm trying to think of what a, a game remaining to come... Let's say Skull and Bones. I, I don't know that game's coming out on last-gen consoles or it's ever coming out, period. But let's use that as an example. If you're making Skull and Bones, Skull and Bones for both consoles, you at this point probably know the scope. That's what we were talking about earlier is... I think CG Project Red messed up by not recognizing what they were actually putting that thing on. And at some point, somebody at Ubisoft with regard to Skull of Bones will say, okay, this is just not going to work. We have to cut yeah. this off or yeah. we have to scale this entire concept down because we can't have like 3 million ships right available. We can only have like, you know, a million or whatever, you know, just sure, random of course, of course, of course. But like, I, th- I think this does give, will give developers pause on cross-gen games but not in whether they release them, but in how they make them. So let's assume, for argument's sake, there will be a next generation of consoles, like different hardware, all that stuff. We don't know that for a fact, but, you know, whatever. I think developers are going to go, hey, make sure this works on both, rather than going, oh, yeah, we're going to leave this install base behind. Like, that doesn't matter. We're going to only sell new consoles, which is not a thing that actually works out for a lot of big third parties with anticipated games. Yeah. Yeah, it's such a loaded thing, right? BJ's question is, is there proof that trying to create games on both new-gen consoles and old-gen was a bad move? I mean, I personally say no. What I think it is is proof that you can't mismanage a studio in a project like this. Like, this yeah. is all mismanagement. I think, because obviously, you know, the the concern on so many levels would be that this shows this fires off a flare for Halo Infinite, uh, Horizon uh, Forbidden West, these games we know are going to straddle the line between these different systems. And as I saw Jeff Gr- Jeffy Grub Grub from GamesBeat in the chat shout out, what's crazy is Cyberpunk isn't even a cross-gen game. It's a great point, Jeff, right? But I think that this is where 
the argument lies in this. And I feel it goes to exactly what you're saying, Imran, of knowing what you're building and understanding the scope. And I think that, you know, you look at Miles Morales that runs fine on PlayStation 4, runs better on PlayStation 5 and looks better, obviously. I think you see that it can be done. And I think that there's this argument of like, well, is it holding it back or is it doing this different thing? Playing Miles on PS5, I never thought, oh, this is great, but I, I bet it could have looked even better with PlayStation if it, we weren't worrying about PlayStation 4. I did, yeah. of course, as we all, I'm sure, do, think that, oh, man, if this came out five years into the life cycle of the PlayStation 5, I'm sure it would look different. Spider-Man 2 will look dramatically better in all these different things. But I don't think that's because of the PlayStation 4 as much as I think it is getting up to speed on this new hardware and doing new things with that and what your development cycle is there. Halo Infinite's an interesting argument of cool the game seems to be just getting not redone, but retouched in every way. So like when we get to a year into the Xbox series is, uh, does that still hold up and look as good? And does it matter? Are there other first person shooters out there? just outclassing it on the Xbox, making it look like something completely different. All that out the window for cyberpunk in this very specific case. Like, I don't think this is fuck games that are coming to old gen and new gen. I think it is very much, fuck games that just don't know what they're making and can't figure it out. And like, it, what's ridiculous, and I know it's come up so many times before, but like, remember, like, this was originally supposed to launch, and not even the original, original release date. This was supposed to launch before PlayStation 5 was even out. Imagine if that was the case, where we had brought this thing home and we didn't have PlayStation 5s and Xboxes that are the next gen ready to run it and go backwards with it. Yeah, and I kind of wonder if like, if they had released a, the actual next gen version, like the one that is quote-unquote native for ps5 and xbox series then like would people be as mad because there is like a good version for consoles there it just they don't have the consoles powerful enough to play it people yeah. would still be like pissed off but i don't think they would be like to this level it's crazy it's crazy yeah. now here's another question the other sean writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says happy friday kind of funny games daily well here we go again, more cyberpunk drama. Sony has offered full refunds on digital purchases and delisted it from their store. So my question has to be asked, is this going too far or is this the right move? I said far weird. Is this going too far or is this the right move? Personally, I'm all for full refunds in a given amount of time on any purchase, digital or physical. I would never fault anyone for being dissatisfied with their experience with cyberpunk. But let's be honest, Cyberpunk is not a bad game. It is flawed heavily on how it performs on launch consoles and low-end PCs, absolutely. Uh, buggy and broken? You bet. I'm not defending any of that, believe me. But what about Cyberpunk, make, Cyberpunk makes a stronger case for refunds and delisting than, say, Andromeda or Fallout 76, Anthem, Avengers? All of those games had significant flaws and undersold expectations. And their backlash, of course. And there was backlash, of course. But not like this. Is Cyberpunk that much worse of an extreme case, or is it just the straw that broke the camel's back? And what could this mean for the future of digital sales refunds? I feel like we've kind of gotten into that. It's going to have ramifications for cert and then what refunds are. But yeah. what about this one, Imran, to you, makes it such a, we have to drag this into the street and flog it for everyone? They made it a big deal when they promised refunds. They were trying to... So it's... Cyberpunk, our CD Projekt Red has the energy of somebody who just hit your car and is desperate to get out of there as fast as possible. Like, just get, like, throw their insurance information at you and be like, no, 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 we gotta go. Sorry. Like, we'll do whatever. This is my name. Like, take a picture, whatever you need to do. We need to go. Th that, like, uh, go get refunds from Sony and Microsoft. That was a starting gun on this stuff. Like, yeah. people were getting refunds before that, like, are requesting refunds, but it was not until they gave their blessing to, you know, go 
talk to Sony about it, that it became a thing of, hey, they said we should get refunds. Like they said, maybe trust us, but they to salvage their reputation, they're trying to be like community friendly, whatever, without actually like really taking the steps to do it. That caused it to become a tidal wave of people going like, well, if even they think that and other other people are getting there, I can I can always buy this later. I don't need to own this right now. There is no if I'm going to be out of the zeitgeist or the thing doesn't run well, I can play it in the summer and still be fine. I think that's what made this a bigger deal than say Avengers, Crystal Dynamics and Square Enix. They they went out and said like, hey, yeah, you know, we we could have done some things better. They didn't say like. Oh yeah, no, we screwed up royally. Please, it, you know, if, if you want to get a, a refund, then go for it. And I realize I'm the biggest Avenger stand on the internet. That's right, I fucking love it, despite all its flaws. It wasn't Cyberpunk 2077 on the fucking PlayStation 4. Go watch video of that game running. You'd be like, oh yeah, it's just as bad as Avengers. Avengers was content bear. I put 127 hours into the fucking thing. Like it's not like it's like you get to the end after the fucking story and then you don't want to run the same hallways. I get it totally. Don't get me wrong. Load times are long, of course. I get it. Don't get me wrong. But that's the same case. I think when you fall into like Anthem, which I think obviously is again not even. I think Avengers is above Anthem. But like a- Anthem again, a game that played and you could find fun in. But yeah, when you got to the end of it, you're like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? Why are there loads? Why can't to go back to this why can't i do that yeah. fallout 76 you know being a game that came out buggy as fuck was fallout so we all expected that but again bethesda if you i remember when they sounded the klaxons on themselves and we're like what was it days before launch put out a letter that was like we're excited you're all about to take this journey it's gonna be rough <laughs> and we were all like <laughs> oh shit if they're saying it's gonna have an issue that means it's gonna have a huge fucking issue like all of these are different than i think this cyberpunk debacle that again like when you look at, if you want to be that person and you want to look at uh, 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 Anthem and be like, EA, bad guys. You know what I mean? They're horrible. They're doing all this stuff. They just want the money, yada, yada, yada. They forced Bioware to do this. Bioware didn't deliver the game they wanted, blah, blah, blah. Like, there's all these different things and narratives you make up. You know, Bethesda, why did they, why did they do early access, blah, blah, blah. Like, you, when you go back and like, there's a fucking digital paper trail for Cyberpunk. That is them fucking lying to you. Oh yeah, it's one. You know, we were having some trouble on the uh, the you know next gen version and or you know the PlayStation Five version. Uh, PC runs great. PlayStation Four, we're giving us some trouble, but it still works. It's great. Don't worry about it. Surprisingly well. Surprise! It runs surprisingly well, which is I guess at all right. (laughs) And then hey, we're gonna. It's everybody's excited for this review. We're gonna give reviewers less than a week with the PC copy. That's a weird choice. All right, cool. No, no consoles will be delivered beforehand. If you consumer if you get your hands on the co- a ps4 copy ahead of time and you try to put anything on the internet we will fucking steal that content away from you because we do not want people to see this why yeah. oh we want to protect stories we want to protect story spoilers and all that shit it's like then every one of these letters you know we'd like you to take a chance on us they took the fuck like everything they say even in this the jason shire uh, report here of what they said to their own internal studios right like imran you put it better than anyone i've heard put it so far they hit you they hit your car and they need to get the fuck out they're tossing business cards at you they're on the phone talking to somebody else they're trying to get away from this accident as fast as possible and they're just making it worse and i think part of it is like we, this conversation should have happened like a year and a half ago Sony and Microsoft need to do better about digital rights. Like yeah. it is, yeah. it is well past due. They now have digital only consoles. They need to be able to say like, "Hey, we have blanket obvious re- return policies." Like I've I've always been like a, a proponent of, 
hey, what if we could just trade and use your credit? Granted, that's a very radical idea, and I don't think people are going to do that. But that we need to actually start having a revolution in a revolutionary conversation, I guess, about the fact that we can't have the same policies we had uh, for last generation. Last generation, this stuff was still a little nascent. We were still figuring it all out. We figured it out now. The only reason yeah. we don't have the actual policies we need is because they don't want us to. They they think we're comfortable in these current situations. This to them is like a terrible scenario because this does bring all those problems to the forefront of, hey, what happens if I download a game and I could, if I had bought it physically, I could take it to the store and be like, hey, this sucks. And maybe argue with them, maybe do whatever. Maybe I know someone at Best Buy who would do the re refund for me. Who sure. knows? But like there are options. Here, there's just no options. Here it is like you talk to customer service and they're like, nah, until like you can actually get them to recognize it on such a wide scale they have to. And that should be like, that should be the forward momentum we take into arguing with Sony and Microsoft about these rights going forward. Because it is, it's ridiculous we still have the same return policies we had, in some cases worse than <laughs> like a, a year ago. I want to get one more in here from Matt from Edmonton, who writes into patreon.com slash games, just like you can. and says, in the wake of the cyberpunk debacle, can we say with confidence that this is the most disappointing generation ever? By disappointing, I mean where developers and games did not live up to the expectations that we as fans had for them. Looking back on the last seven years, it feels like there were more examples There were more examples of disappointments than hits. Bethesda with Fallout 4 and Fallout 76, Bioware with Mass Effect Andromeda and Anthem, DICE with Star Wars Battlefront 2, and Ubisoft with Assassin's Creed Unity, just to name a few examples. If so, why? Is it a sign that there is something broken in the studio structure that becomes exposed as time goes on? Or is it an issue with the industry PR apparatus where hype gets out of control or some other issue? I don't agree with the premise, but I agree with some of the reasoning. Like, sure. yes, PR and the PR and marketing has gotten out of control this generation, partially because games are so much more expensive to make and like you need to have a hit. Uh, but I don't think this has been the most disappointing generation. I think there's been a lot of hits. If you're looking solely for like sequels to last gen were they made as good this gen and the answer isn't always yes but also like i might put bloodborne above dark souls depending on what day you might ask me like uh i also would look at indies as a much there the overton window on production value has moved a lot for those things but they are by and large i would say like most of them are better now than they were last generation or generation before I'm right there with you. When I read the question initially and put it in the doc this morning, I was very much like, get the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? Like, what are you talking about? Blah, blah, blah. Games are amazing. You know, looking back at the last seven years, more examples of disappointments than hits. And he lists these things. Here's how I'd like to... I, let me rephrase the question and see how you take it this way. Is Was this the generation with the most disappointment? disappointing generation makes it sound like like you know playstation 4 and xbox one that it was a failure of a generation i think what matt is driving at is was there more disappointment than ever in this thing not that the generation was a wash and it sucked but was there more disappointment than ever not it wasn't a disappointing generation but more disappointment as a fact of like games we thought were in the bag going to be great that didn't pan out i think I think I could agree with that. I think part of that is because there are just fewer games, like fewer AAA games, because we've we've all but eliminated the idea of double A, like the old yeah. days of like Darksiders and stuff like that. We miss you, THQ, yeah. original THQ, THQ Nordic. I know you're trying to rebuild the stable, but <laughs> <laughs> but like that we had every game now has to hit, 
it has to be a big thing revealed at a live conference of like Phil Spencer going like, we're excited to go back into the world of blah, blah, blah. And like, you know, all that stuff like that creates expectations in those games. Like I saw people saying uh, perfect, perfect dark is now one of my most anticipated games. Like you don't know anything about that game. You know, it's like they're calling it perfect dark, but that's it. And like that, if that game isn't good, which is, you know, possible zero wasn't great. Like, that person is going to be extremely disappointed that like all this hype they've built around a title and a revisiting the world that they like. And the fact that they know it's a big project project that Microsoft is focusing on will all be turned to, you know, disappointment and anger. And I think we've had more of that this, this generation because, you know, like I said, you have to make those games hit. And if they don't hit, then, you know, you're screwed for the next project. So I, I think that's a large amount of like what does drive our disappointment and, you know, in AAA games today. One of the problems, I think, with this, too, is the fact that, yeah, yeah I agree with what you're talking about the, the, when we had the initial read on the question of, like, well, I don't, your outcome may not be what I agree with, but I agree with some of the evidence you're presenting, right? Part of that, too, especially when you look at something like Bethesda, Bioware, DICE, on all these games they're making, I often think about how hard it is to live up to your own legend. Yeah. Like, I remember being at IGN when Bioware came through or when Breadvig came back from seeing Mass Effect 1 and told us with this ambition, these three games, choices we're going to carry over. And sure, at that time, Bioware, you know, Knights of the Old Republic, right? Jade Empire. Like you were like, oh man, these guys and gals make great RPGs. I know what's going on with that. But on the other side of doing that, finishing Mass Effect, you know, whether you like three or not, but finishing that journey and making these characters and having your merchant hot topic and having it become part of the pop culture. Same thing with Fallout, right? Fallout 3, I remember people being so excited about uh, when we went and saw it at E3 that first time. And after playing it, I was like, wait, I can go anywhere? And like living and breathing and loving that so much. Like, I think it's not even that the developers or the companies themselves, even though to some extent they probably do, but it's not that they start believing their own hype it's just that the hype gets away from you where it is this idea that you be these things become legend you these studios become oh bioware i can trust them when in reality they are still humans there they're going to make yeah. mistakes they're going to take shots that don't work out and they want to be creative and they want to try things and like how do you balance that as you get bigger and bigger and bigger? And again, think about how much time there is between games and think about how much time there is for us to fill it in with comic books or novelizations or just toys or whatever that we're all building and the hype you have with your friends. Like, think about how easy it was to be blown away by Mass Effect or be blown away by Fallout 3 when you didn't know what the fuck you were getting. And I think there's that's how... Yeah, go ahead. Uh, so, sorry, there's a Shinji no, Mikami no. quote coming out. Uh, I think it was a Variety interview. Where you talked about how when he first made or first founded Tango under Bethesda, he wanted to make a different kind of game, and like he would make that now. But uh, after conversations with Bethesda, he ended up making Evil Within instead. And Evil Within is an okay game. It is a perfectly fine game. If that came out from like whoever, I'd be like, oh yeah, this is a great start to a horror franchise. But because it came from Shinji Mikami, it wasn't Resident Evil Four. It wasn't the sequel to Resident Evil Four that we wanted. And like you can't make the a sequel to the best one of the best games of all time. And just be like out of nowhere, so you kind of stumble upon that sometimes. It doesn't just happen. Like, and I, I think that's kind of what you're talking about is we have so many expectations. This is no longer a young industry. We have expectations on everyone and everything. Like, yeah. if, uh, if Sean Murray comes out there with a new game, we aren't expecting it to be like No Man's Sky at launch. We're expecting it to be like No Man's Sky now, which is yeah. maybe not a realistic like expectation. Or, uh, 
like we're talking about with the initiative they have so much talent there they're using the name perfect yep. dark but yep is that game going to be a perfect dark? Is it even going to be a perfect dark game or just call perfect dark? Like we don't know that, but we're all ready to be hyped based on expectations and names. And that stuff will get away from you. You know what I mean? No matter what perfect dark will be, that will not probably live up to most expectations. And I think there's a reason then when you look at games of the year or whatever, and when you talk about breakout successes or things that sweep you off your feet or take, you know, that to get the zeitgeist. And this is very broad because obviously there's Animal Crossing, obviously there's other stuff, but look at something like Fall, Fall Guys, right? That's Mediatonic. I remember playing their PSP minis. You know what I mean? Like they, I, but here they, you didn't know who the fuck they were. So when they put out Fall Guys, you're like, this is amazing. Look at Spirit, Spirit Fair. I don't even know off the top of my head who made Spirit Fair. I had no expectations <laughs> for that game, and I know people love it. And I think you look at something like, I, you, I, then you have to start looking at who's the next to pop and, and get to that level. And I think you look at uh, what CD Projekt Red, right? I always talk about it. Witcher 3 was the game that came to the most platforms and consoles and everything else. So it was a lot of people's first times. It was my first time playing a Witcher, right? And I remember being so excited, even though I didn't know. I, I was like, might not be my jam or whatever. I'm excited. People seem into it. So you came in with expectations that this is going to be a big RPG, but then it was able to cross that line and be huge, right? And then the legend of cd project red begins with their thank you letter to fans all the dlc's free everybody's like these developers are great they're doing it right they out fallout and fallout you know what i mean they fucking dominated this rpg market and this is amazing and then that legend builds all the way up to cyberpunk that they can't live up to and then i think back and you look at it right now like i wonder when you look at super giant not that they're the next to fail but they're the next i think to get huge like in terms of this way, right? Where I fucking uh, super giant with Bastion, right? I've been on board ever since to varying degrees and not every game has been my jam or my cup of tea, Pyre in particular. <laughs> but Hades has had such a fucking year. And yeah. so you look at it and it's like, is that a crossover title to make them into a bigger name? And then our expectations even greater for their next game? Now my my caveat to all that and why I don't think Supergiant will be one of these we look back at in three years and go, man, they fucked up their legacy, right? Is like, what did they do with Hades? They launched it in early access and they yeah. said, we're going to build this in front of you and you can pay for it now if you want or you can pay for it later. And people waited and paid and it was great and it's game of the year for a lot of people. And on top of that, right, what have they talked about? Nobody fucking crunched. We all look after each other. We, we're making sure that everybody has a healthy relationship with work here, and we're not going to force you to make these games, do this, make these games. Like, I want to see more of that. I want to see more metered expectations. Again, for Cyberpunk, like, what would have stopped them from last month being like, we're putting the game out, but it's going to be early access. It's going to be rough. We're doing this. What would have stopped them from being honest? And the answer, of course, is fucking money. They wanted all of your money, and they got your money. And now, of course, it's blowing up in their face. Worth pointing out, breaking as we go, Best Buy is now offering refunds on Cyberpunk 2077. There's a post over here uh, that I that I got linked to from Wario64. I think it was via in the chat. A million people. I saw Jeffy Grub Grub, though. Good morning. Obviously, this is a response it looks like from billy at best buy <laughs> senior social media specialist to somebody oh it's on the forum good good morning obviously cyberpunk 2077 had a ton of anticipation coming to this release and while i've not played it myself it would appear that perhaps for some it hasn't lived up completely to that anticipation while many of while many are enjoying the game and it appears that there is a patch coming on <laughs> december 21st that should hopefully improve the game even further we certain we can certainly understand why some might be wanting to return the game even after it's been opened and played normally best buy is unable to offer 
returns of open game software per our return and exchange promise here. However, after some deliberation and seeing uh, that the vendor will be allowing returns through December 21st. Best Buy will also be allowing returns for select open Cyberpunk 2077 SKUs through December 21st, 2020. Beyond that date, we will return to our normal return and exchange promise for the game. Here are the SKUs, and it's PS4, Xbox One, Collector's Edition, PS4, Xbox One, Xbox One Digital. You can bring the game to your local Best Buy store, or if you had your purchase shipped to your home, you can return it via mail. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. It's exciting times. <laughs> Fucked up exciting times. <laughs> it's so it's so weird because the game is just not that broken. Like it fundamentally works. It just like I would I, I'm not trying to defend the game when I say that. I'm trying to say like it is such such without precedent that a game that works, quote unquote, like has this level of response of no, please just return it. It's like we understand. Yeah, yeah. And it's that thing now where the dam is broken, right? And again, back to my point that these fucking people at the top of the food chain wanted your fucking money. And now what happens when you come back for it? <laughs> How many people will come back for it? What will it happen? And like, this is a fucking Greek tragedy because it's like, it's one of those where there are no winners in this situation. Gamers got burned. These, you know, the developers who fucking worked night and day and poured their heart and soul into this with the best ex- intentions got put on an unmanageable timetable. They are they feel like all their years of work on this were for nothing. They feel like they're a joke in the industry because they are right now. They know, right? Think of, I mean, what we're two years later, but it'll be longer than that, I'm sure, in the long run, that we're still talking about Anthem and Fallout 76 and fucking beyond that, even No Man's Sky, like... Cyberpunk 2077 will be talked about forever and not because it was a great game, which for all intents and purposes at its core, it is like, I mean, I know it's arguable arts art or whatever, but like running best on PC is it has an, you know, a nine or whatever on Metacritic, like Jesus. Narratives change very fast in the game industry. Like there was a time where I felt like Crytek was poised to take over the industry. And now they're like, who talks about Crytek? So it it is very possible to just ruin all your goodwill in one fell swoop. And here we are. Here we are, Imran. Remember, if you want to be part of the show, ladies and gentlemen, patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, where you can write in your questions, comments, concerns, squad, or requested more. Of course, on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, you can get the show ad-free. And speaking of ads, Greg Way, today we're brought to you by Upstart. There's a lot of, ec- ec- I screwed up every day, economic chatter, economic chatter right now about the state of the market. Is it recovering? How long will it take? Have we seen the worst? But if you're struggling to pay off high interest credit card debt, you can't wait for those answers. You need to take action. Now with Upstart, there's actually something you can do today to help fight off high interest credit card debt. Upstart is the revolutionary online lending platform that knows you're more than just a credit score. Unlike other lenders, Upstart can reward you based on your job history in the form of a smarter rate. Upstart lets you skip going to the bank because it's completely online. They offer loans from $1,000 to $50,000 so you can consolidate your debt into one easy fixed rate payment. Upstart makes it fast and simple to check your rate. Since it's just a soft pull, it won't affect your credit score. The hard pull happens if you accept your rate and proceed with your application. The best part, if the loan is approved and accepted, most people get their funds the very next business day. Over 500,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards or meet their financial goals. Free yourself from the burden of high interest credit card debt and get back to using your money your way. See why Upstart has over 6,000 five-star reviews on Trustpilot and hurry to upstart.com slash kfgames to find out how low your Upstart rate can be. Checking your rate takes only a few minutes. That's upstart.com slash kfgames. Your loan amount will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Not all applicants will qualify for the full amount. 
Our next sponsor is HBO Max. In true 2020 fashion, the holidays are going to look a little different this year. That's why we partnered with HBO Max to keep the spirit of togetherness alive with their library of films for the holiday season. Uh, saying put with your quarantine crew this holiday HBO Max has bingeable series for you Uh, at home with your overbearing family HBO has the movie to get lost in doing the holidays solo HBO Max has titles you'll want to discuss with friends and family virtually no matter what mood you're in this holiday season HBO Max has something for you HBO Max has so many classic holiday films now streaming like Holiday Affair and A Christmas Carol. Uh, Enjoy one of the biggest movies in theaters and on HBO Max on the exact same day. Sign up for HBO Max to stream Wonder Woman 1984 and even more heroes like Titans, Harley Quinn, Doom Patrol, and the good movie Batman v Superman. Uh, of course, I will be watching Wonder Woman 1984 on December 25th. Yeah. But there's a bunch of other Christmas stuff like Last Christmas, The Family Stone, and of course, Die Hard. Uh, all of them are on HBO via HBO Max. And if that wasn't enough, December 25th also adds The West Wing. And December 28th is His Dark Materials Season 2 finale. Get cozy at home this holiday season by heading to HBOMax.com now. HBO.com now. Just go to HBOMax.com right now. Do that. Final sponsor of the day and the year, Brooklinen. Uh, Some mornings you wake up feeling ready to pull the covers over your head and go back to sleep. No judgment, of course, but let's make that because you have the most comfortable sheets in the world. Don't love your sheets? Brooklinen has you covered. So Brooklinen was started by Rich and Vicky, who also tried to find beautiful home essentials that didn't cost an arm and a leg. And when they couldn't, they founded Brooklinen as the first direct-to-consumer bedding company. They work directly with manufacturers to make luxury available directly to you without luxury-level markups. Brooklinen has a variety of sheets, colors, patterns, and materials to fit your needs and tastes. Brooklinen has over 50,000 five-star reviews and counting and is so confident in their product that all their bedding comes with a lifetime warranty. And Brooklinen is so much more than just sheets. They've got comforters, towels, pillows, uh, and even loungewear. You can buy sheets, bedding, and pillows all at once and save even more. Be like me. I sleep on Brooklyn sheets and use a Brooklyn towel because I love Brooklyn. Don't wait. Do something nice for yourself or somebody you need to give a gift to. Go to brooklinen.com and use the promo code GAMES to get 10% off your first order and free shipping. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Promo code GAMES for 10% off your first order plus free shipping. Brooklinen.com. Promo code GAMES. Number two on the Roper Report. <laughs> So there was a meme on the Reddit that somebody made the other day that was like the new Games Daily Breakdown where it was cyberpunk for 50 minutes and then five minutes of all the other news stories and <laughs> segments shoved into one. Number two on the Roper Report, uh, Super Nintendo uh, is getting a Super Nintendo World Direct today. You can tune in today, Friday the 18th at 3 p.m. Pacific for a special Super Nintendo World Direct live stream. Uh, we'll be spending roughly 15 minutes showing just some of the USJ underscore officials new area Super Nintendo World no game content will be featured. Imran, are you stoked? This is of course the theme park. If you don't know everybody, yeah, I'm aspirational. I have no doubt this will depress me to watch, but also like because you can't go. Yeah, like I can't go and I wouldn't go for like the next year. But like yeah. when all when this is over theoretically and like end of next year, you know, early the year after, maybe that that is a thing I do. Maybe I spend this time saving up for a trip to Japan to go check this thing out. There you go. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see it. Obviously, all the leaked photos people have put out and the little concept arts look cool. But yeah, it's the same thing of like, ah, that's cool. I'm never going to go there anytime soon, so whatever. Yeah. I want to design a theme park. I feel like that sounds fun as hell. I believe there's video games that allow you to do that. Mm, I want to design an actual theme park. I want if you're, if you're not risking at killing actual people, then what's the point? Sure, that's a great point. 100%. Number three, 
yesterday, uh, of course, there was a Smash Brothers Direct. Uh, they revealed uh, a whole bunch of details on Sephiroth. Am I saying it right? Everybody always freaks out when I say it. Sephiroth? Yeah, Sephiroth. 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 Yeah. Sephiroth. They're in my head now, you know what I mean? Uh, this is Matt T.M. Kim at IGN.com. Uh, during a deep dive into the newest fighter in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, Sephiroth, uh, direct, uh, director Sakurai announced uh, the Sephiroth DLC will be released on December 22nd. Uh, he also revealed that the next wave of Mii Fighter costumes uh, will include Tifa, uh, Barrett, as well as a Chocobo hat and Gino from Super Mario RPG. Imran, did you watch this yesterday? I know you're a big uh, Final Fantasy yeah. fan. I did, and then I immediately played it right after it was over. <laughs> so what are you? So it's out uh, December 22nd. How are you playing it already? What are you doing over there? There. So they have a thing now since Sephiroth is a final boss. He final Sakurai boss. did it, so there's a challenge against a Sephiroth like available immediately after the direct. So yeah. if you can beat him, and you have three difficulties to do so, I chose very hard because I'm a crazy person. Sure. Uh, to if you can beat him, then you can just get access to Sephiroth already. And oh. also the stage and the music and all that jazz. But it if you if for like you if you want spirits, you have to wait till the twenty second. But for right now it is you can actually just play a Sephiroth. Okay. Uh, Sephiroth is the eighth DLC uh, fighter to join Super Smash Bros. Ultimate and the third character in the latest fighter pass, which means there are still three more DLC fighters yet to be announced. Along with the character, players will gain access to a new Final Fantasy VII stage, as well as nine new music tracks from Final Fantasy remixed for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. From what you've seen and played, then, are you happy? Yeah, I really like the music. They did Aerith's theme from Keiji Okabe, who did the Nira Nira Tomita soundtracks. And like, that is amazing. It's like, honestly, it's probably one of my favorite tracks in that game now. Um, Sephiroth himself, he feels like a boss character. He's slow. He's has a very long reach. He's has a ton of cooldown after attacks. So like, you make everything hit, you make it hit hard. But if you miss, then you're in trouble. So I, <laughs> I've been playing a bit online and it's fun. It's cool to see everyone coming to grips with the character. I'm having this thing with Smash now where, like, I'll play this stuff for, like, a day or two. And I'll be yeah. like, all right, cool. Who's the next person? And at some point, that's going to end. And, like, at that point, maybe I'll start playing more, like, regularly. But I'm now I'm already speculating with people, like, who could be next? Who is the next character? Because there's three left, I think. Yeah, that's what I just, yeah, what we just read, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes, three left. Who do you think? Who, who's, who's your money on? I think a Pokemon is more or less guaranteed. I just don't know who. Okay. I would bet Toxtricity, but... Oh, of course, yeah, he's so famous. It's a classic. He, it's a classic. I love him with classic. his two legs and wings. And I don't think he has I, wings. He's shit. a poison with get, with a guitar. Obviously. Oh, that sounds pretty cool, actually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is a All lot right. like you know, Andy. You sold me. You brought a me. lot like Andy. <laughs> that is a lot like Andy. All right. Uh, number four on the Roper Report, Riot, Riot is working on an MMO. I'm reading from Kotaku where Luke Plunkett writes, League of Legends fans who would like to enjoy the universe but not keep playing the same game over and over until you die, you're in luck. Riot just announced a new MMO set in the game's universe in the most casual way imaginable. In this tweet exchange, Riot VP Greg Street starts off talking about how he's recently been helping to, quote, develop the League universe, end quote, and how his his quote new job is to kick off a big parentheses some might say massive game that many of you and many rioters have been asking us to create end quote that pretty much already says it uh, but street clarifies just to be sure uh, somebody hits him up and goes tell me now is it an mmo will i be able to pick up my waifu's clothes and the hairstyle and greg street just responds it is an mmo <laughs> Back to Luke. No teaser trailer, no experience, no expensive cinematic video, no concept art, no press release, just a tweet with the barest details imaginable. Sure, sure. Video games should stop being so secretive. Like, 
maybe if they didn't like hold it back and then it just has to be an event within a, a cinematic trailer or all that stuff like we don't it would disperse the hype a little bit more and people had more realistic, realistic expectations but yeah it is cool nope. it could be like yeah it's an mmo great now i think if know. anything we should get more secretive and i'm not even making a joke here everybody should move to we're we're gonna the game gets announced and then six months later it's out that way that there isn't time to go crazy because i yeah. i've been i've been on board with what you're talking about for a long time of like why are movies, you know, fuck, you know, fucking Gary Widow wrote a script about a talking refrigerator, they'll say eight years from now, and then the thing will change a million times, like, Tom Holland's going to be playing the talking toaster in this Gary Widow thing, and then three years later, they'll finally shoot, and then the movie comes out, and it's garbage, and we don't care, but it's like, hey, we watched that whole journey, right? Video games, you do that in every interview. For the rest of time, Riot employees will be asked about this MMO, and then when it gets canceled, even though it was never really announced, it'll be <laughs> MMO from Riot canceled, and there'll be this whole fucking thing and then every riot article talk about how they canceled this mmo like we didn't even announce an mmo i will say one of the things like we were talking about the movie differences i kind of wish i didn't read any spider-man casting stuff totally. i wish oh i just Can like you fucking imagine if you could go into that blind yeah that that would have been great it would have been fantastic but you know now i know oh alfred molina's gonna be there we're trying to get toby mcguire like okay and once we start so seeing teaser trailers you'll be able to piece it together on what's going on and all this other stuff yeah yeah oh my god yeah, i think about it all the time like uh uh Tim's fiance, Gia's sister. <laughs> what her and her boyfriend during quarantine? Maybe fiance Kevin? Is that right? Am I getting the facts right there? No, I huh? think they're, they're just. just all right, I, I didn't mean to make it too serious. I didn't make it too yeah, serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they watched MCU for the first time ever. Sweet kid. So they and they had they had nothing. They had no spoilers. So imagine being able to not only watch the entire MCU run, but to be able to watch it week to week. Is I think what they were doing, like making an event out of it, but not knowing what was yeah, coming. They like had watch, no idea they watch that that Hulk was in ragnarok they had no idea oh, that, that you know bucky cool. was winter soldier like you know you don't have no idea what's gonna happen in fucking uh not endgame the other one infinity war like holy shit can you fucking imagine i remember the very first thing i heard about ragnarok was oh hulk is in it yeah it's like, gonna be a thor cool. it's gonna be a thor and hulk buddy comedy is what i heard yeah that's only we great. could cryo freeze you know what i mean number but five like, and final on the oh sorry go ahead. i was gonna say making an mmo in 2020 is a choice but you know if you Honestly, already have like some ground like basis like final fantasy had you know final fantasy well wow had warcraft all that like that it could work out as somebody yeah who doesn't care at all about like uh league like but it's cool they have this whole thing like i'm um, i'm like oh I'll, I'll look at it i probably i doubt i'll play it unless it's like dc universe online come on but you know i'm excited for that one spin-off they have the airship syndicate one that looks uh, exactly like their last game but is league yeah, stuff. yeah battle chasers it's the battle yeah. chasers like clone or whatever yeah go get them joe yeah. mad uh, number five and final on the Roper Report, Control Ultimate Edition has been dated. Uh, they tweeted, Control Ultimate Edition comes to PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X slash S with a 60 frames per second performance mode and a 30 frames per second graphics mode with ray tracing. Digital launch, February 2nd, 2021. Retail launch, March 2nd, 2021. So are they still sticking to like, that really dumb, you can only get Control next gen if you've already like bought the thing before? Kindofunny.com slash edition? you're wrong. Let me know. I think that's still a thing that everything they did with that crap is still going on, but I'm not so 100% like, sure anymore. Control went on Game Pass last month. So if you have that Game Pass version, you not it's not going to become the next-gen version. Because yes, if so, that sucks. I vaguely remember that's that too. Like, that's the thing about it where it's just like, we're talking about like you i i i as as cyberpunk has exploded into this thing you you, you start thinking back on all the oh yeah remember all the other 
bonehead decisions this year that were like, what? This is going to be like the biggest fuck up of the year. Like, and then everybody's like already forgotten it. I forgot all the details of how control fucked all this up. I'm not even sure what the fuck it is. Anymore. Yeah, you're wrong. Adelis. Go ahead. You're wrong. We're going to get to you in a second. Uh, for now, Imran, I'm excited to see what you're wrong says about uh, what exactly is fucking going on with these controls and additions. But that's so far away. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grab shops. Where would I go? The official list of upcoming software requests each and every platform as listed by the kind of funny games daily show host each and every weekday. Yeah. Out today, I want to start with Chris Pereira over at GameSpot who writes, Epic Games has launched its latest seasonal event in Fortnite Battle Royale. And as you might guess from the name, it's a winter-themed one. Operation Snowdown brings new activities and free rewards for all players to take part in and earn from now until January 5th. Kevin, have you been cleaning up on those already? Uh, no. Ethan Gotcha Kotaku writes, uh, Dota 2's Mistwoods update dropped yesterday, making a ton of changes to the game and adding its 120th hero, a crossbow-toting woodland creature named Hoodwink. Update 7.28 is Dota's fifth one of the year, but arguably also its biggest, adding a completely new mechanic right before the holidays called Aghanum... Ag Aghananim's shards. Uh, items can be purchased to give heroes entirely new abilities or upgrade existing ones in the middle of matches. They work similarly to Aghananim's scepter uh, mm-hmm. in this regard, letting players spend 1,400 gold to expand their character's arsenal of abilities. Catch is on Xbox One. 60 Parsecs is on Xbox One. Freddy Spaghetti is on Switch. Dark Arcana the Carnival is on Switch. 60 Seconds Reatomized is on Switch. Kaku shapes switch uh riddle joker on pc what comes to pc kevin can we show these screens i have here it's highlighted on uh out uh, today it's, yeah it's, yeah sorry no it's fine while you pull it up i'll read it sucker punch uh tweets from now until january 15th 2021 you can unlock these ghost of tsushima legends outfits inspired by iconic playstation characters uh from god of war horizon zero dawn shadow of the colossus and bloodborne complete any story or survival mission with each class to unlock all four outfits imran are you gonna go get this blood bloodborne outfit uh probably yeah like i was saying i have not played ghost of sima legends yet but i think now i might just for that bloodborne one let's play it was yeah i played uh me and blessing did it on day one and i enjoyed it and then i went back to a review of some kind or something and blessing stayed on it and was obsessed with it and did the raid and got super crazy into it yeah uh, Star Wars KOTOR 2 is available on iOS and Android today. And then Grow Big or Gr- Go Home is out on Steam. Uh, new dates for you. Stardew Valley Update 1.5 might still come this year. Uh, the creator tweeted, it might come out this year on PC and then on console <laughs> early next year. So if you're Joey Noel, you're excited and there you go. Uh, before we get out of here, let's do a squad up. Remember, you can write into patreon.com slash games to squad up. That's where you give me your name, username, platform of choice, and why you need help in a video game. I read to hear the best friends come and find you, and everybody has fun together. Today, Mark Freeman writes in, of course, promoting the Zoom community hangouts. The easiest way to find the information is to go to his Twitter, at TheIndieBoy1, that is the numeral one, at TheIndieBoy1. Mark writes, Merry Christmas, everybody. Over the festive period, we will be doing multiple multiple Zooms, starting with the normal Zoom this Sunday at 11 a.m. Pacific. Then, next week, we'll be doing a Christmas Day Zoom, starting around lunchtime UK, and then going on throughout the day to late Pacific time when the normal Zoom, then a normal Zoom on Sunday. So, if you want to hang out with some best friends and have fun, uh, come join, even if it's just for five minutes. As usual, all the details are pinned on my Twitter, at TheIndieBoy1. Everybody, if you are alone on Christmas, don't spend it alone. Go hang out with Mark and the other kind of funny best friends and celebrate video games and maybe Portillo. I don't know what you talk about in there. 
Time for your wrong. This is where people uh, tell us what we screwed up as we screwed it up by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Uh oh, Angelo, which is a great fucking name, uh, says Spiritfarer was made by Thunder Lotus Games, and it's amazing. I'm aware of that, but I was not aware of the developer. Thank you off the top of my head. Uh, hey, Ray says Control Ultimate Edition is the only one available with the next gen upgrade. Uh, with the, Yeah, any other way, the other way it was purchased, you'll need I'll to buy the. Oh, okay. Any other way it was purchased, you need to buy the Ultimate Edition. So there you go. Okay. That sucks. Oh, hold on. Somebody's trying to get you on Smash Nerdy stuff. I'm going to put, hold on. This one comes from Odie Netten. Odie Netten. He he pushes up the glass and goes, Imran said (laughs) that there are three (laughs) difficulty options for Sephiroth's challenge, which is true, but you have to complete it on very hard in order to unlock him, his stage, and his new music early. His classic mode route is also included. So the only things missing from this update that will arrive next week with 10.0.1 are the Final Fantasy DLC spirits, me costumes, and the usual balancing changes. Okay. Uh, probably right. I don't know because I beat it on very hard the first time. Uh, the so. chat is all. <laughs> the, <laughs> the chat's saying any difficulty. You can even beat it on yeah, very yeah. easy. I don't. Th- I think they said it was like they wanted to make it so you only had to do it very hard, but they didn't. So any difficulty. There you go. Wow. You hate to see Odie Netnin get taken out like this, but it turns out you're a sma- fake Smash Brother fan. So Odie, yeah. what I'm gonna need you to do is tweet at me and Imran, and it needs to be a video from your phone of you deleting your Smash Brothers game off your Switch because you're no longer <laughs> allowed to play. I'm sorry we had to break it to you this way, but that's how it's got to be. You, know you got I mean? two weeks to re-download it. You're good. <laughs> uh ladies and gentlemen this is usually where i tell you that we have tomorrow's host or what's going to happen next week but remember there are no shows next week for kind of funny games daily we are officially on holiday break at the close of business friday that's today so a few things to keep in mind number one of course uh there will be an x cast on saturday it's being recorded today so you get an, your, your normal x cast number two there will be a ps i love you xoxo next tuesday those are the playstation or the ps i love you xoxo uh 2020 awards that we are gonna have a goofy time with so come watch that and then of course remember we will be back for kind of funny day our sixth anniversary monday january 4th 10 a.m pacific time it will be a 12-hour stream celebrating kind of funny and of course telling you what our plans are for 2021 which i have to get used to saying of course the fun isn't over here yet you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games get the post show we're about to record remember too if for some reason you haven't supported us on patreon before there are hours and hours and hours of exclusive content on both of them whether it be uh bless way no what's it called now bless up right the Blessing Show or Greg Way. You could have just call it the same thing. If you would just call it the same thing, it would have been easy. Anyways, those are <laughs> Patreon exclusive shows. They're over there. There's a bunch of stuff like that. But if you have no bucks tossed or away, remember you can always watch this show, twitch.tv slash kinda funny games, where up next is gonna be the screencast talking about the season finale of the Mandalorian. Of course, you can get this show later, youtube.com slash kinda funny games, roosterteeth.com, and podcast services around the globe. No matter where you get the show, thank you for supporting us. Imran, thank you for another great year of hosting. Thank you. I like you, I appreciate you. I appreciate Kind of Funny. I appreciate Kind of Funny's fans. Like, this has been, it's not been the easiest year for me. And, like, I don't know how long that's going to be true, but Kind of Funny has always been there for me. And Kind of Funny as a community has always been there for me. And I cannot stress how much I appreciate that. Oh, we love you, man. It wouldn't be the same without you. You know that. We're, we're lucky to have you. I'm so glad we get to do shows with you. You're, you're fantastic. Kevin, you're all right, too. <laughs> Thanks, man. No problem. We got a post show to do on patreon.com slash kind of funny games. But until next time, no, it's been our pleasure to serve you.